You're listening to episode 139 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a podcasting coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and a Canadian with a sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using stories to connect with and positively impact others. Here on the Room to Grow podcast, we're going deep into big topics like relationships, mental health, business, confidence, lifestyle, personal development, and entrepreneurship, and being open, honest, and real about how to learn from tough lessons along the way when life throws you into the unexpected. I bring you thoughts and guests with stories that will change the way you look at the world and yourself so that we can learn from each other and grow with lots of self-love and compassion every step of the way. There's always more room to grow. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. And today's guest is Sarah Silverstein. This is another really special session. It's it's a Bali live session. I'm going to create some sort of hashtag around that because <laughs> I am doing some of these recordings at my villa by the pool and you can, they're outdoors. You can hear, you know, some scooters going by, a very Balinese lifestyle happening around us. Um, but the sound is still very good. It's, it's just that you can hear a little bit of, of background noise, kind of Oprah super soul Sunday style, uh, where she does it outside and you can hear the, the wind in the trees and, and stuff like that. It's super magical. And I feel like it really actually adds to the experience. So while I'm living here in Bali, and meeting some just incredible humans here, uh, I am going to continue to do some of these sessions outdoors because I think that they're so much fun. So I'm really excited to introduce Sarah to you. Sarah's actually one of the first people that I connected with when I got here uh, a few months ago, and she's just this incredible dynamic soul that has lived a few lifetimes in one. She's experienced the heart-wrenching pain of her partner leaving in the middle of the night, survived living in the depths of a Brooklyn ghetto, and then transformed her existence to live a successful life in corporate America. Her journey has been totally vast and she loves with her whole heart and emphatically holds space for every soul that she meets. And I'm smiling because she, anyone who meets Sarah can sense that about her right away. And you will be able to feel that even just through this recording and this interview as well to really get to know Sarah. And we're going to be talking a lot about breathwork today. And if you aren't sure what breathwork is, it's literally just basically reteaching ourselves how to breathe properly. Because when we're children, we learn, we just intuitively know how to breathe. And then there are all kinds of things that start to get in the way. Uh, we start to store trauma in the body and things start to come up and we, we don't breathe properly for various reasons, many of which we're going to go into today. So we're going to talk about the emotional release that breathwork can bring up and how we store trauma in the body that can be accessed by the breath the different styles of breathwork and the various sort of intense effects that you can feel throughout your body during a session, self-love and rebuilding the relationship and trust that we have with ourselves, manifestations of energy in your body, the ways that the breath ties into the pleasure you can experience in your sex life, and ultimately how connected and similar we all are. Sometimes we really need that reminder because so many of us can end up feeling isolated and alone and a lot of, of these types of experiences can really highlight that a lot of us are in the same thing. We're going through the same types of things and we're struggling in a lot of the same areas and opening up and really supporting each other is what's going to benefit all of us. So I've worked with Sarah for breathwork and she is just a fantastic instructor. It was a really interesting experience for me that I go through a little bit in the episode and I am working with, uh, I'm going to more of Sarah's classes as well because I just think that breathwork in general is so powerful. And after I came out with 
uh, my partner's infidelity back um, in episode 117, I, I just knew that part of my healing process was going to involve something along the lines of breathwork because I'd really stopped breathing a lot properly a lot of the time. And I was really noticing this about myself. So again, I'll mention this a little bit more in the episode and we go a little bit more in depth, but I'm just so excited for you to get to meet Sarah and to hear what a beautiful soul she has. And I can't wait to dive in. This is another live Bali session and I have Sarah with me. Sarah, thank you for coming all the way over here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you because you and I met when I came to one of your classes, which we'll get into, um, but you have a really interesting story. I feel like so many guests, especially here in Bali have like such fascinating stories. So. Right. Well, we're like the seekers of the world. Yes. Right? So it's like we, we keep seeking and keep leveling up and we just keep going to different places and trying different things, but we'll back it up. <laughs> um, so my name is Sarah Silverstein. I am originally from New York uh, and not New York City, upstate New York. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not a cool girl. Um, but I did end up moving there uh, when I was 19 to go to college. And uh, I, I had many lifetimes in New York. I was there for about 11 years. I, I went to school for fashion photography. I moved into doing law, then advertising, then real estate, then corporate healthcare fund management. And while I was there, I found breathwork which is the most important thing in my life now. So like my previous corporate lives are kind of boring, um, but <laughs> what I get to do now is really cool. Um, I stumbled upon it because I was in a relationship with someone who was lovely, lovely five year long one. And he was like, hey girl, like there's some things you should maybe take a look at. And we had an open dialogue and I heard it would love and I got a coach. So I started working with this woman, Dana Balicki, who is in Joshua Tree in California. And we started doing Skype sessions where we would just do like deep dives into my personal life and start to dig up all of the things that have made have made me who I am today. So it's like all the relationships that didn't work, all you know the mom trauma, uh, the dad abandonment stuff. Like you name it, we we got into all those nooks and crannies. And then she was like, "Whenever you're ready to up your spiritual life, try breath work." And I was like, "Uh, -uh no, no." I'm busy, like we're doing enough, I can't handle any more. And then I'd ended up wanting to go back to grad school and the woman who was teaching breath work in Brooklyn had gone to the same grad school that I wanted to go to. So I was like, ah, oh, I can look like an amazing person, go talk to this woman, figure out if I'm supposed to go to grad school or not. And then also check the box for Dana and do the stupid breath work thing. <laughs> so I, I went, I talked to Erin Telleford, she was incredible. I was like, yes, I'm supposed to go to school, thank you. And then I was like, shoot, I have to do this meditation thing now. And I didn't have a meditation practice. Um, I My partner at the time was a yoga instructor, so you would think like I was in that flow. No, like I'm a hard hitting, intense kind of lady and meditation was not for me. <laughs> so I sit down in the circle of like the most beautiful humans I've ever seen. I'm overwhelmed, I already think I don't fit in, I don't wanna do this, what's going on, what's going to happen? They're already emotional, can't they dial it back a little bit and I was like okay you've, you've signed up you've paid $55 to be here just give it a shot so we all laid down we started doing this breathing thing it was really intense a woman was crying next to me I wanted to help her and I was like oh my god this is horrible um, but then I remember I was like oh right I'm here for an experience. I have to give in to myself. So I started doing this breath technique and then before I knew it, I was crying. And I was like, oh God, what's going on? And instead of trying to figure out the puzzle pieces in that moment, I just allowed it to happen. It didn't make sense why I was crying until I was in it for a little bit and then I started seeing flashes of people in front of me um, who had shown up for me in my life. And for me, I always think it's me against the world. 
that's not a true statement, (laughs) but I'm like, it's, it's me. I got it. I've got everything under control. You know, like I, I need to make sure everything is constantly in flow. And if it's not me making those decisions then you're probably going to mess it up. But then in that moment, I had a a moment of pause in my body, feeling things for the first time in a new way. And I got to see that, like, I really am loved in this current moment right here, right now, all is well. And I was like, oh, (laughs) Maybe I've been wrong. Uh-oh. <laughs> and, you know, I walked away from that feeling a little bit more connected to, to myself and to like actual reality, not what was like being made up in my head. So that started to really allow me to crack into a whole bunch of different aspects of my life. And um, so I started doing group sessions every week. I'm like an addict in that way. Like if I find something that I love, I'm like totally in. I need to understand every nook and cranny. Uh, My teacher at that time, Erin Telford, was incredible. And I was like, oh my God, yes, give this to me. Like give me these emotional feelings because I felt dead inside for so long because of the control aspect of my personality, right? Mm -hmm. So she's giving me the space to be a human, to feel. And so I started to, you know, go even deeper into the mom stuff, right? So I'm already working with Dana. We've got like some, some things on paper that are hard to look at. And then I'm being able to quiet the mind down, get into the emotional body of it and be like, oh, right, she did the best she could. I came up with this idea of what a mom should be and she's not fitting my mold. How dare she? We don't have a relationship now and that's okay, but it's not something that I, I lose sleep over anymore. I don't cry about it anymore. It's like, oh, okay, this is, this is my reality. These are the parameters that I set up. We weren't ever given a guidebook for life. So how can we show up for one another if we can't hear one another? So it's been interesting to get down to that. I've been in many insane relationships, like <laughs> many, many, many of them. And, um, one of them, I, I dated this guy when I was like in my early twenties, we're living in like the deepest ghetto of Brooklyn. It is super scary. He convinced me to move out there. It was horrible. Oh <laughs> and, um, you know, like I was shot with BB guns, things were thrown at me all the time. Oh it's, it was bad. All right. But I was like, I'm tough. Like, this is going to be a good story one day. Like we're going to get through this and we're going to get married and it's going to be awesome. But jokes on me. He was cheating on me the whole time. And that was a crushing blow, right? I'm a lover. I want to provide. I want to be there for that person. But like, also I was pretty deep into my drinking and I wasn't really showing up for a partner for him either. Paired with living in a really dangerous neighborhood, going to school, going to work, being a partner was not on the forefront of my mind at all times. And so when I found out that he was cheating on me, that's a scar that I carried for a long time. I was like, I'm not good enough. I don't deserve to be loved. I'm never going to be in a balanced relationship. And those ideas still come into my mind in this present day sometimes. But again, with doing breathwork, I've had an ability to kind of get into those nooks and crannies. And instead of living in this false reality, seeing, oh, these were the things that I did that probably set up this scenario. Or I was selling myself short because I wanted to be loved, so I stayed in a partnership that wasn't good for me. Mm-hmm. I was ignoring all of the signs. So that was interesting to kind of like take a dive into with that. And it's like, oh, meditation has a lot of benefits, turns out. <laughs> and you That's know, what people are talking about oh all the time. Oh my God. It's like, <laughs> medita- everyone's like, do you meditate? How do you meditate? What app do you use? Do you, do you sit for 95 minutes every morning and night? And are you going to a Vipassana? And I'm like, no. <laughs> No, I am not. Like There are many ways to meditate, and they oh, don't have to all look like that. Yes, and I'm just like, sometimes I'm lucky if I get three minutes of seated meditation in, in the morning. That's that's like my bare minimum. Yeah. Um, and if I go longer, 
I'm a rock star, right? <laughs> but then I, I tried this style of meditation, which is active. It's totally different. You've been in my group, so you, you know like how it starts to change everything in you. And um, it, it's easy to stay connected with that because your brain's not going a million miles a minute. Like I am your typical New Yorker. My brain is firing. I've got to-do lists. My schedule's color-coded. Even here in <laughs> Bali, I'm promptly on time for everything. No one else is. And I'm Everyone like, else runs on Bali time here. Oh, <laughs> island time is great, except for if I'm hungry, I need you to show oh, up. Oh, girl. Yeah. I hear you. Show up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or I'm ordering without you. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's interesting that like we're now in this time where meditation is really important to people. I think it's great. I think it's really going to help a lot of people in the long run. And I mean, obviously it's helped me. It's changed my life, right? Like I live in Bali. I no longer live in New York City. That's something I didn't think I'd ever be able to do. Ever. And how did you make that transition? So what brought you from New York to, to Bali? So once I started practicing uh, breath work regularly, I started to shift through the things that, I, that were really holding me down for a long time. I had come up with this idea I mean, I did, and it's the American dream. You're you're in a relationship. You have the home. You have the six-figure job. You're you're doing everything. You're showing up. You bring housewarming gifts places. Like you're put together, right? And that's what I wanted. Like, I really wanted to be seen as normal. And one of my best friends put it in this this great way. We we were laying on the ground in front of the Colosseum in Rome, and <laughs> he was like, "I was just wondering when you you were gonna wake up and realize that you're a wizard." Like, you have to be a wizard. You, you can't be something that you're not. And he's like, you were trying to force yourself into this mold that wasn't for you. And I thought I was happy with all those things. Like, I really did, but I wasn't, <laughs> unfortunately. And so I was doing this thing called The Artist Way. It's a 12-week process that's through a book, and it, it just kind of helps you dive into it. And I did it with a partner of mine, Ashley. And we would just get together and talk about what we went through every week. And one week... One of the prompts was, what's your biggest emotion? No, what's your biggest creative block? And I'm sitting in a cafe. A million ideas are going through my head. And um, I was like, well, you know, is it my job that I'm not happy in? Is it my friendships? Is it the lack of my relationship? Is it that I'm hooking up with too many people? Like, what is it? And then I took a minute. I took that pause. And I sat back. I did a, a few big, deep breaths. And then what came out on the paper was New York City. And I was aghast. <laughs> New York is my home. It's my love. I'd lived in that city for 11 years. Like it was everything I ever wanted because I always thought like if I make it in New York, I can make it anywhere, but I wasn't leaving. I was stuck there. And I took a look at that and I shared it with Ashley that weekend. And she was like, well, no action needs to be taken right now, but a seed has been planted. So maybe you want to listen to it. And I was like, oh, uh-oh, <laughs> so much fear, right? Because like if I leave my job, if I leave my city, if I leave my friends, what do I have? me right and if I can't sit with me and be comfortable with me that's a problem so I got to have a little bit of a look and I'm sure you can tell I'm a little bit more masculine energy than feminine right and this is an improvement this is like a year and a half of improvement like picture me <laughs> two years ago like absolutely unable to process an emotion or to be soft to someone like my delivery is harsh I'm not confused um, but can it soften up can I continue to expand and that's what I realized I was gonna have to do if I were if I was to leave I thought I was just going to leave for six months and then go back to New York, same job, same everything. It's almost a year and a half later, 
And I live in Bali. <laughs> so I, I traveled uh, Europe with my good friend from childhood. And then I broke off um, into some other countries and had a bunch of fun. And I came to Bali on a whim. Uh, I was only supposed to be here for two weeks. Two weeks turned into a month, turned into a visa run, turned into a two-month stay. And then I was like, OK, if I can get a work visa, I'll stay here. Because there was a demand for what I do. Mm -hmm. And I didn't ever think I would be able to be a full-time breathwork meditation teacher. I did, that wasn't even in my mind. And before I left New York, my teacher, David Elliott, had said to me, uh, go and tell everyone you're a healer. No, thank you. That no, doesn't fit in with the masculine energy. No, yeah. no, I'm not a healer. You know, like, and that's my thing. That's what I kind of go back to is like, uh, what was taught to me was how to heal myself. So sure, I'm giving you a practice that may help you. This may be your modality. Breathwork's not for everyone. I'm okay with that. But also like you need to understand that like the power is within you. I'm not giving you any like elixir. You're not going anywhere. We're not doing ayahuasca. Like it is you coming home to you with your breath, which is the first thing we do when we're born, right? We've just forgotten how to breathe. We've forgotten how to trust ourselves. So I teach you that. And so, I mean, I did listen to Dave and I did start talking about what I do. And, and thankfully I've got the gift of gab from my parents <laughs> and people want what I was offering. So I just started teaching whenever anyone wanted. And I was like, all right, cool. Here we go. Let's see what this looks like. And I think it's, it's a proper year. And I've been a fully self-supporting breathwork facilitator. That's crazy for me. Like I'm making my monthly expenses. I, I didn't need my, you know, finance job anymore. I was living in such excess before. And now I understand like I've got everything that I need right here and right now. And I've got more enriched relationships and I feel a lot more connected to who I am and, and where I am. And I'm interested in learning about other people, other cultures, all of that. And that's not something I had before, right? When I was like doing the American dream, it was such a grind. I was working over 40 hour work weeks. I was exhausted. I couldn't show up for people. And when I would be in a group setting, I would be so quiet because I was so tired. I was spent <laughs> and I didn't know how to show up. And I'm grateful that that's changed because I'm much happier now. Now I feel like I understand what happiness is. So that's a win. It's so powerful. Oh my gosh, I relate to so much of, of what you said. And it is true that the breath work is very in demand here. And I think yeah. a lot of people in North America, I, I will say something about breath work and people are like, wait, what? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Whereas here, everyone just talks about breath work like it's, yeah. oh yeah, you're going to breath work tomorrow? Okay, I'll see you there. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're in like, I feel like it's a, a hippie capital here. It is. Uh, like, and again, like we're the seekers. We, we want to yes. level up. We want to change some things. And, and for me, fitting breath work into my New York lifestyle took a little bit of work. Um, and it, I think it's, it's really evolving there now. I think since I've been gone, I've just, I follow the hashtag on Instagram and it's popping up all over and I'm like yes it's win. starting to, to make an appearance yeah, yeah. and when I, I knew I had known for months that I was going to come to Bali and I'd gone through like my own trauma and I knew that breathwork was one thing that I wanted to incorporate into my own healing and like self-trust and all of those things have been really important so I knew I was like it's just gonna be a lot easier to access things like breathwork once I get to Bali <laughs> yes <laughs> and so we good. found each other we did we did oh my gosh so I I would love for you to explain a little bit more about what breathwork is other than just breathing you know kind of like how we go about it and things like that and you always start your classes in such a beautiful way explaining some of the things to uh, 
to expect potentially different things that can happen. And I had some weird things happen, especially <laughs> the first time I did it. So I'll get into that more, but I'd love to hear more of your explanation about breathwork a little bit. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so, so first and foremost, there's a bazillion different kinds of breathwork. Um, if you Google it, you'll get a bunch of different options. I trained with David Elliott and Aaron Telford in New York and California. And the entire purpose of practicing breathwork is to have an emotional release. That's gonna look different for every individual that I ever work with, right? Like we all come with our past lives, with, with our wounds and our traumas, and, and we come in as individuals and some may be broken and some may have worked through their stuff. And like for me, I was like, I, I did therapy, I talk really openly, it's okay. And then there I was crying on the floor, right? So like clearly there's some stuff in me. So we carry this trauma in our body our entire lives. I like to consider it like my left floating rib. It's like where I just throw all the gunk and I'm like, all right, this happened, push it in, push it in. You know, like eventually it's just compacted. It's too tight. There's so much stuff going on there. When we start to breathe really deeply, we send the breath into those little nooks and crannies and we give it an opportunity to be seen, heard, felt. And, and that's really important because if you're gonna move trauma, you've gotta feel it. You've gotta be fearless enough to really go into it. So. We do uh, a systematic breath for 20 to 30 minutes, depending on where I'm teaching. And, and you really have an opportunity to get into that part. So like we carry our emotions in our gut, we carry worry and sadness in our lungs, and we breathe up into the heart for love for ourselves. I have not met any human <laughs> that walks in and they're like, I love myself and like actually believe it for sure. We've, we've got the life coaches here that talk about it all the time, and but I don't feel it. And then when I see them on the floor and they're moving stuff around, it's like, right, there's so much distrust in who they are as a human. So when we lay that foundation, like the firm foundation of self-love, we have an opportunity for growth, but we've got to be giving to ourselves first and then to others. So we let this breath be cyclical. So it goes into the low belly, high chest, and then we let it all the way out. And then the exhale, we're releasing. We're releasing all the stuff that you've held onto, all the stuff that you've compacted into your little body that has held you back from being the best person that you can be, from achieving the goals, from releasing the fear, from releasing the control. That's me releasing the control. Every exhale, I would really focus on that for a little bit. And it was like, oh, okay. And then when you breathe that deeply, the mind quiets down. You have an opportunity to actually feel. And when we're breathing like this, we're sending a lot of oxygen all over the body to the brain, and it's gonna start releasing endorphins. Fun. <laughs> um, I, I consider them like the feel-good ones. So we start to have a little bit of a, a tingling sensation. Sometimes different areas get numb. That's okay. It's uh, in this. So I've studied with spiritual gurus and then some scientific gurus. So the spiritual guys will let you know, like that's you holding on to things. So our hands are a little like love connectors. Our hands and our feet. So we we give and receive love through our hands. So what that means, if you start to have any paralysis there, if the tops of your fingertips are tight, or perhaps your hands go all the way into a little lobster claw. For me, when I started, my fingertips went into the palms of my hands, and I thought I no longer had hands. I lost them. I was donezo, and Afterwards, Erin had said, she's like, there's a fear on giving or receiving love. And if you remember from the start of this chat, I was in a relationship I wasn't happy in. Yeah. So of course my hands were tight. And I was in a relationship before that where I was cheated on. And I was in a relationship before that where I was cheated on. And I was in a relationship before that where somebody told me I was undateable. So of course my little mitts are gonna be tight. They are afraid, I'm living in fear. And also at the same time of having these past experiences, it's blocking me off from anyone else who maybe wants to give me love because I have no self-love. I have no self-worth. My self-esteem is actually non-existent. So I got to see those little hands needed some love. I needed to uh, receive a lot more because I was giving a lot. 
I'm a giver. That's who I am. It's great. Um, but I needed to work on receiving. So that took a shift. And every breathwork session, I would walk away knowing that there was something to work on. And for that, it was like, okay, well, can I receive a little bit more love from this partnership that I'm in currently? Can I receive it from my dad? Can I receive it from my friends? And that was challenging. So if somebody would give me a compliment, my old behavior was, no, 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 like, okay, yeah, meh, all right, and I would deflect, or I'd be like, oh my God, but you are so beautiful, like, you look incredible, instead of just letting those words come into me and seep in, and then when I started to allow that to happen, I got to see, like, who my true friends were, right, and, and how those words felt in my body, rather than just, like, taking them in and discarding them immediately, it was like, oh, you know, like, are you meeting someone who's saying every time, oh, you look incredible. Like, that sounds like some fluff nonsense, right? Yeah. But if somebody's like, wow, like, you're glowing. Something's really going on for you today. It's like, oh, my God, it is. Let me tell you what I've been up to. And then you have a conversation. So it's really nice. Um, so, yeah, your hands may get tight. <laughs> I always tell people that in the beginning. They're, like, not going to be me. And then it happens to them, and they freak out. And they're like, why? And I was like, <laughs> remember when I told you this? Yeah. Do you remember? Welcome. And it's going to look a little bit different for everybody, yeah, too. Everyone's yeah. going to have different things come up. For sure. And, you know, like, you may be totally open with love. I've not found that many people. <laughs> um, that doesn't like, surprise me. <laughs> yeah, but, like, that may be you. But also, like, I attract clients that are like me. Yeah. Like, that's I've never worked with someone where I've been like, I have nothing in common with you. What do I do? Like, every time I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I hear you. I get you. And I even just this. as chatting beforehand, like, you were telling me a little bit more about you on a more personal level. And we already have, like, so many things yes. in common. Like, yeah. It's what much. happens. Yeah. Like, the universe really places people in your path. And, like, you don't have to try that hard. One of my, uh, no, my therapist currently, she says to me, um, the, the road to your tribe is lonely. And for me, I was like, oh, I don't want to be lonely. I can't handle it. But you know what? Like, I always thought that I was allowing um, toxic people into my life. And she was like, nah, girl, you inviting them for dinner. You are inviting these toxic individuals into your life to take up space, to take your energy, and you are feeding them, you know? And I was like, oh, shoot. That's really powerful, especially about, like, the road to, to your tribe is, is lonely. So I had to yeah. start... Like I had to stop inviting these people in for dinner and like be like, okay, you don't make me feel good. You're codependent. You, when I leave you, I feel drained. Those aren't relationships for me anymore. You know, I look for uh, reciprocity in relationships. That's something that's really important for me and honesty. So when those things start to happen, then I start to like collect people very slowly. And then you realize like who's supposed to be a part of your life. But before it was like, I just wanted everyone because I didn't know how to be alone. And, and now I'm like, it's totally fine. I can eat dinner by myself. I traveled the world by myself is cool. Like I'm all right. <laughs> it's so, it's such a powerful shift. That's why I always feel like everyone should travel solo at one they point must. or another. You yeah. must. Yeah. <laughs> if if you have not traveled solo, experience. do it. Yes. Even if it's just like a week, like I get that like not everybody can pick up and like take their lives across the world, but even just, you know, going away by yourself for yeah, a week. Definitely. Or are we even a weekend? Like start with that. Yeah. You yeah, learn so, 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 so much. So quickly. And you rebuild a lot of that self-trust. Yep. Because it's on you. Yep. There's nobody else to figure it out for you. You Shit's going to hit the fan and then you have to figure it out. Yep. <laughs> and, I, and I dare you to like go on a little bit of a trip with yourself and like delete social media off your phone. Yes. Like what if you didn't tell everyone where you were going and what you're doing all the time? Oh, what I talk about this like? so much because it, it's, we, we treat it as a form of validation. Like, oh, I'm doing this cool thing. But it's only cool if everyone else tells me it's cool too. Yep. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah. for sure. And we've all been guilty of that. <laughs> I, I'm, gu- I'm guilty of it, what, yesterday? Yes, uh, like, exactly. I hit my one year in Bali and I was like, guys, look at everything that happened. <laughs> I was like, I love my life. You know, but like you, you can click through or you don't have to. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. But like I love to share. And celebrating Which it. is fun. Yeah. 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 And yeah. it was like, oh, all the hard work I put in, all those tears I cried on, you know, random floors or massage tables, like it's paid off. Yeah. I'm not the person I was when I left New York, you know, and, and I don't have the same people in my life from when I left New York. And I don't want to work in corporate America anymore, but that's something I always thought I was going to want to climb that little ladder and become a rich human. Nah, now I just want to teach people how to breathe. Yeah. It's cool. Well, and it's, it's incredible too, because, uh, I've, I've talked a little bit on the podcast before that my therapist would always, um, say to me, she'd always call me out on stopping breathing. That as soon as I would get stressed, she's like, breathe. She's like, I can see that you're not breathing. I'm like, I'm breathing, I'm breathing. She's like, you are not breathing. <laughs> Just stop. And that was especially why I knew it was going to be so important to do breath work. And I, there were times after I had found out about my partner's long, long-term infidelity that had been going on that I felt like I had forgotten how to breathe. Yeah. I would just catch myself sometimes where I would realize I hadn't taken a breath in a, a long time, like longer than would yeah. be normal. And it's supposed to be intuitive. And it was like, I didn't even trust myself enough to breathe. So your class was really transformative. And I, I figured it was going to have something of a powerful effect, but even like way more so. I, I completely lost feeling in my hands and feet and most of my body. It felt like I was practically paralyzed. For anyone who, who is very concerned about this, that's not permanent. It does stop after this session. <laughs> In case you think that, you know, this is like a dangerous activity, it's not. Um, but it was it was incredibly powerful. And there were a lot of, like, emotions that came, kind of came bubbling up. And I, I did a, a couple sessions, and then um, I definitely found myself, like, crying afterwards. And you kind of have to, like, leave the space for that, too. I think that sometimes, again, sort of like a very masculine energy and, like, um, go, 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 go. I don't recommend scheduling breath work and then, like, putting something like some really important task immediately afterwards. <laughs> Give yourself some space and like time to sort of sit with whatever comes up yep. to absorb it a little bit. Like, yeah. And do you have recommendations around that and, and kind of how people can move through this process and treat it more like a practice? Because it does start to shift too. You're not always going to have that same experience every single time that you come in. Yeah, definitely. So um, I like to practice at night personally, because I like to just kind of coast off into sleep land. Um, but like I was saying, like my first practice, my hands were super tight and I was freaking out, but like I also felt a bit energetic and I was like, okay, something's happening. And then from from that first session, I, I realized that like I had people in my life that loved me. So like I reached out to them when I left there and, and that started to change. And then the next time I went in and did a session, I think I was focusing on some things with my mom and we have a masculine and feminine side of our body. So the left-hand side of my body was super tight. My knee was on fire. We carry our parents and our knees and it was just an interesting experience. And I was like, okay, well, is there something I can give to that relationship? Can I show up for her in a deeper and more profound way? And, you know, so I, I there was an actionable item there check next one I went in and I did and my brain just kept saying your wants and needs aren't being met your wants and needs aren't being met like on a broken record and I was like okay listen I hear you I've had enough but like it was true right yeah. I was too afraid to look at that I was too afraid to see like I wasn't happy in my partnership my needs were not being provided for when I went home and wanted to talk about that situation and what I had just experienced my partner shut me down and I was like oh 
this is like absolute confirmation that what I was hearing and what I was feeling was spot on, you know? So I was like, okay, well, how, do, how can I provide for myself then? How can I show up for myself and, and stop expecting other people or him to fill these nooks? And so then I started doing that and it was beautiful. So it's like every session can be a new thing. You can tackle something new. And then sometimes now, like, I don't have that much going on. My life's not that traumatic. Um, but I go in and I become the sun. It's my favorite. I, I'm electric. My body is just pinging all over the place. I'm a mover. So if we're ever in a room together, don't practice next to me unless you want me to like hold your hand. Like, I don't know what happens. And like, I get orbs in my hands. Like I feel energy in my hands and, and I'm not someone with a spiritual background guys. I need you to know that. Like I'm very skeptical of these things. Anytime someone's like, go see this healer. I'm like, mm-hmm. Who they train with? What's gonna happen? Uh, no, like somebody's like, go see the psychic. I was like, she's just gonna pick up on like the few things I give her and the way my body moves. Yeah. So I'm closed off to these kinds of things, right? So it's like the fact that I found this modality and it's worked for me. It's really beautiful. And there is the space to ask questions. Like I, I don't believe in what you're saying. Can you explain more of it? Which is why when I studied with a couple of doctors who study the breath in the body and you know like you saying that you breathe shallowly yeah welcome to most of the world yeah. like if you're listening to this right now where's your breath right now is it in your high chest because i'm gonna guess 95 percent of you that's true unless you've done some sort of breath technique training um and that was true for me a year into teaching i, I did this and and i was like oh i'm still breathing with my upper chest oh no like these muscles were not designed to be working this hard every day so my chest is tired my neck is tired my shoulders are tired Adios mio, <laughs> not good. You know, like our lungs aren't in our high chest. They are lower. So right now, wherever you are, try to take the breath and drop it. Really fill your belly all the way up and allow yourself to have a complete full breath. Let it feel really nourishing and then just let it out and then start to focus on that just over the next few minutes while we're talking. And can you continue to have that nice, big, deep breath going in and out of you? And maybe you'll feel more energized. Maybe you'll feel a little bit more focused. Like the style that I teach brings up an emotional release for sure, but that is not the only thing that breathwork does. When you start to breathe properly, your cells are getting more oxygen. So if you think about like your breath is like the fuel for your cells, they need it to function and our brains take up 20% of our oxygen, which is a lot because we have a whole lot of body left. So imagine like you are not giving your brain what you need. If you're a, a creative, if you are a startup human, if you're trying to do anything and you are not giving your body what you need, like consider we were like, we should eat healthier, right? Uh, um, but like, are you, are you providing it with the basic need of oxygen into your body? Right? Like, are you paying attention to that? And if you start to shift that, you're going to realize things are a little bit easier. So it's like, you can do the big emotional upheaval with me, definitely down, I'm obsessed with it, but also just pay attention in the day to day, how you're treating yourself and how you're treating your breath. So it's like just slowing down a little bit to pay a little bit closer attention to like what you actually need. Well, and I feel like it's especially tricky for women because uh, not only from like an emotional standpoint and you know, we're all hunched over, like right now I'm kind of hunched over like a, a what is this posture? I what know, is like, this? <laughs> this is ridiculous. But we also tend to wear clothing that is tighter. Mm -hmm. We regularly are trying to suck in our stomachs to yeah. look thinner. All of these things are, are things that, like those types of things are things that men don't typically have nearly as much experience with. And those are things that we're doing constantly yep. as women. And it's really affecting our breathing on a really negative level. Definitely. So there's so, I feel like for women especially, breathwork seems so incredibly important. And I also like that it is 
at least with yours, I'm not sure if all of them are like this, but a lot of the breathwork classes are done lying down. Is that typical? Um, <clears throat> pranayama is usually done sitting up, but anything when you're, when you're breathing in this rhythmic deep fashion, mm -hmm. you will start to get lightheaded for sure. So you yes. want to be laying down. You want to feel as safe and secure as humanly possible. And also I like to lie down. I'm lazy. Well, and, and it's, I find <laughs> it difficult to do like deep breathing when I'm sitting. Like, yeah. Even when I'm sitting up, I can't, I, I, and, and maybe it would just be a practice, but I find it more difficult. So I really like that in yours, we, we lie down because it just seems much easier to fully focus on yeah. the actual deep breath and your eyes are closed so yeah. you can take up as much space as you want to for a moment you don't have to judge yourself which is my favorite thing like in the first couple of minutes it's always hard for me to release the judgment of, of myself of the other people around me but then I give into it and then I'm just taking up space unapologetically I'm finally like I'm someone who struggled with the way that I look the way that I fit into this world the size of my body forever like I didn't wear shorts until I was 22 and a woman in Harlem was like girl we gonna get you some shorts I was like I hate my body and she was like four times the size of me wearing cutoffs. And I was like, shoot, I've got something to learn here. You know, so I found a little bit more love and compassion for my body too. So like I lay down, it's a full big like Buddha belly. Like I'm just like, yes, here we go. Fill it all the way up and then let it all the way go. It's really nice to just be like, all right, I don't have to control anything. I don't have to control what you're thinking of me, what the world thinks of me, because it's usually not that deep. No one is thinking about me as much as I am. That is so accurate. We always think that everyone is thinking more about us than they actually are because everyone's too busy worried about their own shit. Yes. Like, <laughs> and like imagine it, instead of like thinking about ourselves so much, like we were vulnerable with another person, right? If we were just like, hey, this is how I'm feeling right now. And like that old idea or that fear could be smashed immediately because anytime I've actually done this, the person sitting across from me were like, wait, are you serious right now? Yeah. No, no. Like I'm afraid to talk to people. I'm a shy person. Somehow I do this for a living now. And people are like, you sound so put together in groups. I'm like, on the inside, I'm not really breathing, and I'm, I'm like really hoping that I'm not sweating through my entire outfit. <laughs> but like for whatever reason, it doesn't come out like that. And like when I'm vulnerable with someone else, I'm like, oh, I'm afraid to speak too. Then we both get to have this like common ground and be like, oh, well, what makes you uncomfortable? Like, can we defunct this right now? Like, how it's can we connection. help each other? Yes. Yeah, and that's where the connection happens. Oh, more human connection, less phones. Yes. That's my thing. Like, I ugh. get so irritated when I see people out for dinner and they, they're both on their phones. Yeah. Not speaking, they're on their phones. I'm like, can we please just put the phones away? Yeah. <laughs> Stop with the phones. I it try to have a no phone rule at yeah, dinner same. or any table because it just stresses me out because like of course I want to look at things too stimulate me please we don't even digest our food properly no. like even if we're eating alone we don't even digest our food properly if we're looking at our phone and then we're like shoving food in our mouth yeah we are then probably going to end up you know overeating too because we're not paying attention to the fact that we actually probably feel full it just continues on and on, yeah. on. <laughs> it's ridiculous so yes. it's like all right can everyone slow down, big deep breath in, maybe say something nice to yourself in this moment and be ready for your day. Yes. Like that's what I try to do. Exactly. It's a, it's a slow change. It is. <laughs> and it, it happens gradually. It's a practice. Yeah, yeah. It's a practice. A lot of people come into groups and, and they'll have something big that they want to move on and they want to leave that room that day being like, I'm cured. It's fixed. Not yeah. a thing. Not a thing. Like I'm, I'm still working on the mom stuff. I'm still working on past relationship things. Like I hit walls all the time, but like now I look at them or I'll hit them and I'm like, oh, okay, can I move a little bit to the left next time? You know, yeah. and it's like, all right, more compassion. And that's really what breathwork has allowed me to, to feel for myself. It's like, I've been so hard on myself for the past, I don't know, 30 something years. And it's like, oh, exhausting. <laughs> um, but like, I've, I've learned to just be like, oh, right. Like I can cry it out on the floor and walk away feeling a little bit lighter. And, and that's the thing. It's like, I don't do, I, I wouldn't do it if it didn't work. 
Yeah. Like I'm not someone who's going to waste my time and I want immediate instant gratification, <laughs> right? Like that's the kind of world that we're in. And that's what this style of meditation gives you. Like I, I do seated meditation. I've not had an epiphany there yet, but like it does calm my mind down sometimes. Um, but when I do like a full breathwork session, it's just like, bam, like I cannot deny that something has moved within me unless it be one degree. It's still one degree that I can feel in my body. And I'm like, Oh, this feels a little bit lighter or I got to let this emotion out. And my teacher says all the time, uh, she doesn't believe in a positive or a negative emotion. Like it's just something that we get to feel. And I think that's really beautiful because for a long time, I thought the anger that I carried around was something to be ashamed of, something to not be shared with other people. And I've gotten to learn like, no, 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 it's just, it's just a part of who I am and it's okay. Like yeah. I grew up in a yelling household. So for me, anger is where I go to pretty quickly. It's just what I know. And now I'm like, oh, okay, I feel this coming up. What can I do to be a little bit softer on myself and be like, okay, like you can feel this, but maybe you don't want to carry this in for the next you know, week, month, <laughs> and just be like, all right, here we are. And like in breath work, we get to let out a big yell, which is my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> and that feels really like awkward and uncomfortable. Oh yes. yes Super it uncomfortable. It took me 10 yes. sessions to be able to yell. And I used to practice with my friend, Chris Phipps, and he has like the strongest, biggest roar of all time. And he just doesn't care. Like he is this powerful man and he's just like, wow. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, <laughs> I am so embarrassed for you. But there I am again. Can, only thinking about me, only judging me, and then judging him. Ah! <laughs> um, so it, it took about 10 sessions. And, and then the first time I let out a big yell, I remember I had an out-of-body experience. And I'm yelling, and I'm yelling, and I'm running out of air. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I want this feeling to last. Like, I floated over my body. It was insane. I could feel it. And again, so interesting. I'm not hippy-dippy, guys. <laughs> like, So this happened. I was like, what is this? What is this? And I was trying to understand it rather than just to feel it. Right. And then I lost it and I was sad. <laughs> it's happened again, which is really cool. They continued with the breathwork. Yeah. 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 And then I, I went jump back in the breathwork. I was like, all right. Bleh. Um, but like those experiences are possible without drugs or alcohol, you know? And like, I forget how powerful as an individual human woman that I am. So when I get to step into that kind of power and feel it, I am unstoppable. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, for sure. I'm worthy of being loved. I'm worthy of being dated. I'm worthy of whatever job I want to do, whatever country I want to live in. Like, here we go. Unstoppable. Oh my gosh. Tell us a little bit more about um, some of like the more scientific benefits as well for anyone who wants kind of the more science-based benefits. And I also want to hear more about things like we carry parents in our knees and like what, where else do we carry other kinds of trauma? I, I'm so interested in that side of things. For sure. Same, same. <laughs> okay, so I uh, studied with um, Dr. Alexi Vranich when I was here. I got asked to do a talk on breathwork and business, and I said yes, and then I made it up. Um, and But I was like, okay, time to get some more information. And so I went and I studied with him, and I, I did, I think, about 10 sessions with him here, which were really intense. And him and his sister came up with this method. She's like a, a badass woman in New York. Um, but they have this method, and what they did is they studied a bunch of kids and the way that they were breathing and then they realized that when every kid turns five they start to change how they breathe interesting try to remember where you were when you were five yeah it's very hard for me yeah but like i remember i went to kindergarten right and I, i'm now i'm an only child so it's me against the world at five years old and I, I go into this classroom filled with 30 other kids and i am scared i don't know how to talk to people i immediately want to make myself small so i'm immediately restricting the air that i'm allowing into my body perhaps you were a ballet dancer me too i was told my entire life to suck it in not cute don't have a belly 
I'm not a small woman, you know, and, it's, and I wasn't small when I was a kid. Like I took up space then too. And I was like a clunky ballerina. But there, so there I was again, making myself smaller. If you were a guy and you're picked on on the playground, you're going to suck it in. You're going to start to brace. And then we carry that throughout our lives. So most people start breathing incorrectly from the age of five. Wow. Isn't that sad? It is. You it know, really is. Yeah. Like if we were a little bit kinder to ourselves, maybe that wouldn't happen. Maybe we wouldn't starve ourselves from this basic need that we, we all have. Mm-hmm. Um, so they studied that. They came up with a whole bunch of um, different ways to properly breathe. Uh, we have a diaphragm in our bodies. If you don't know where it is, it's kind of like near the sternum. It wraps around our whole body and it connects to our L4, L5 and our spine. That's a huge muscle. It's I think 11 pounds. What? Like, so it's a muscle that has no nerve endings and it's not one that we're going to work out at the gym because it doesn't look good, right? So it's this dummy muscle, but it allows us to breathe properly. And when we are breathing deeply enough and it's expanding and contracting, it's also massaging all of our intestines and it's allowing that to work properly. Most women I know have constipation issues. Most women aren't breathing properly. The second you start to do that, everything can start to fall into place again. So... Um, I, I can teach people like endurance athletes, surfers, fighters, anyone how to properly strengthen their diaphragm so they can perform better. Um, so that was really fun to learn from him. And, and I now know how to measure lung capacity. And, and usually when I start working with someone, the lung capacity is not so great. Uh, it's a little bit low. And so we're just trying to help reshift the way that you've been breathing your entire life so you can take in more air. And in one session, every time I do this style of meditation with people, uh, the breath improves within one session, that's one hour. And you're already starting to have a change. Like that's really beautiful. And then because of that, like I was saying before, the brain is getting more oxygen. It's able to do more things. Um, There's a a breath style called the tactical breath that they taught me. And that helps with anxiety. So we have a sympathetic nervous system and a parasympathetic nervous system. Uh, the sympathetic is uh, the fight or flight. You know, like when, you, when you're about to give a speech or you're about to see someone that you're afraid to see, like your heart's starting to beat out of your chest and, and your breath is really shallow and it's freaking out. That's your sympathetic. What we want to be doing is kicking off the parasympathetic, which is like the rest and digest. So that's the part where we start to get to slow it right on down. We also have this vagus nerve. It goes from our noggins all the way down into our body, which is crazy. It's got all of these things going on with it and all of these things work together. So... The tactical breath allows the parasympathetic to kick on a lot faster. It's great. I can talk you all through that if you would like. Um, But so basically that big breath that I was just talking about, continue to follow that. Inhale for four seconds, hold for two, exhale for five, hold for two. If you want this, I've got a recording. It's free. You can hit me up. I'll share it with you. But that's the thing that starts to let us just to slow down. I throw it on all of the time when I'm like, okay, I've got a big day ahead of me and I'm already starting to freak out. It means that I'm in the sympathetic. It means that I'm going to be ineffective. No one's going to be listening to what I'm saying. So I'll do a little bit of that and I'm good. If you have problems sleeping, throw that on. You're going to start to pay attention to your breath. Your mind is going to quiet down. You will be asleep before three minutes. It happens every time, which is great. So we all just kind of need a little bit more love and a little deeper breath and everything starts to function the way that it's designed to, but we forget how that's supposed to work. So they have that system up in, in place and there's about 10 different exercises that I got to learn from them. And it strengthens our diaphragm, allows us to just be a part of this life with a little bit more of ease, which is nice. That's what we all want. <laughs> right? Because we're striving for it. Yes. Um, and you were asking about the manifestations of energy in the body. That's all different. It's, it's so wild. So I saw a, a pressure point healer here and um, he just like goes around your body and like feels where something's tight. And like, so he was in, in my neck and he was saying how um, it's like you, you carry your past lovers in your neck. 
and it's kind of like they're a pain in your neck, right? We've all heard that saying. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Right? And so he was like digging into to my right hand side in this one little nook. He's like, what guy are you carrying around? Like, let them go. And I was like, oh wow. man, okay. And then he has you say positive affirmations and it was insane. As I did that, the pain started to dissipate. So that was really cool. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, and he was saying in the shoulders how that's kind of like how you show up in your um, social life, like your community. So it's like if you if you start to feel your shoulders creep up towards your ears, it's like try to let, let them down. Like you don't have to be on guard. You don't have to protect anything, especially if they start to go forward and you're blocking off that heart space. Mm. Like who are you afraid to be? What are you afraid to say? Let them go right on down and continue to expand. I skipped over the throat. Uh, so... If you don't know anything about chakras, that's totally fine. I didn't either till a couple of months ago. Taught myself because it's a buzzword here. Um, we were like, I again, the hippie community. Yeah, I, I have a blocked heart chakra. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? I was like, I have a blocked everything. Help. Um, so, so I studied them and, and I created a course around it and it's awesome because now I'm like, oh shoot, like this does make sense. Um, but the most common manifestation of stuck energy and people that I see in breath work is in the throat. So anything that like you're not saying or you're afraid to say or you think it's a dumb idea or if you're even saying things like like say you're in a partnership and you're not feeling heard and, and you're saying the things that you feel that need to come out but they're not being received it's going to contribute to a blocked throat chakra mm -hmm. right so like there's the big yell that we get to do in my class which helps move energy through that a lot of people cough excessively during it and it's just been described to me that it's the stuff trying to get up and out it's the stuff that you've been shoving in forever that just needs to come out of you so there's that. Um, we talked about the hands and feet for our little love receptors. Um, women carry a lot of pain in their hips. Um, it's just the, the way that we function in the world. You know, if you think about like a womanly body, like it, maybe it's a little curvy, maybe she's got some big old hips. I do. Mine are constantly in pain because I just throw everything there. Like if I try to do a pigeon pose in yoga, Lord help me. <laughs> like I'm screaming. I'm like, <laughs> right. But like that for me, it's like, okay, there's some work to be done around that take it a little bit slow. You know, is there something that I'm not paying attention to? Am I starving myself in a certain way, emotionally, mentally, physically, or can I be willing to let go of some of these old ideas? And in, in most classes or one-on-one -on -one sessions, I'll put my hands on, on women's hips after I ask for consent, of course. Um, Rollable consent here. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and it'll feel tight and I'm like, Oh, we are the same. Right. At the end of the day, I always get to go back and be like, we're the same. We have the same problems. And when I get to see different um, energy move through people's bodies, like the, the knee thing, uh, I, I'm trained in Reiki and it's interesting. Sometimes I'll go to put my hand on someone's knee and it's as if like their energetic force push, pushes me away. Wow. So afterwards, I'm like, okay, like, what's up with your dad? How's yeah. that relationship? When's the last time you talked which to him? Which knee is which? Like, which so knee is which parent? the right hand is the masculine side, so that's going to be your dad. So your dad is in your right knee, and then the left-hand side is the feminine, so your mom is in your left knee. Uh, and so if you have any, like, day-to-day -day struggles there, if you've struggled with your parents, it's okay. You're not alone. Same, same. Um, but I have figured out how to, to navigate that with a little bit more grace and dignity. And it's, it's just really beautiful when you start to connect with someone else and you start to realize, like, that we've all pretty much got the same stuff at different times in our lives. And there, there's a way out of it. You're not alone. And you're not broken. You know? Like, for me, I felt like a whole lot of things in me because it was like I'm – not lovable, difficult parent stuff, didn't ever know where I was in my career. And I was like, I'm separate from. Everyone else is seemingly exceeding. They're engaged. They have kids. They have all of these things, right? And I'm just like, uh-oh, it's just me. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and But every time the universe put somebody in my path who had been through what I had gone through. And if I was humble enough to listen, I could grow.
and accepted and yep. yeah, move through it as opposed to around it. Yeah. All mm-hmm. those things. Yep. Yeah. That's really fascinating. And when I came to your, to your class, I hadn't yet come out with my story around what had gone on in my previous relationship, but I knew that I was going to be just in a few weeks and I already knew that like my throat chakra was, was blocked and it really did feel like it was like opening things up a little bit. Yeah. It's really interesting how we manifest things in certain areas. Oh my God. So much, so Incredible. much. And, uh, my favorite one, <laughs> uh, so in the ankle, we have like a, a pleasure point, right? So it's like, if you are not having a fulfilled sex life, that's okay. Um, I, I see this in, in almost everyone that I work with and seemingly nobody understands that like the breath needs to tie into your sex <laughs> and you can have like a deeper, more fulfilled sexual connection with someone. And so I'll, I'll always rub the pressure point on people to see where they're at. And then the tops of their feet for women is, is really also directly correlated. And usually there's like some chunky tight parts in there and I'm like, oh, okay, like, cool. They're struggling there. Me That's too. So interesting. Yeah. I had really That's unsatisfying amazing. sex life for a long time. Yeah. And so I just ran my first tantric breathwork class last week. I was, was just going to bring awesome. that up. And I was so sad I couldn't come. So you said you're going to hold another one. I can come. I'll yes. do it again. Okay. Don't you fret. Don't you fret. <laughs> because like, that's the other thing. It's like, people are afraid to talk about it still. Yeah. Like it's a bit taboo. It's like, Absolutely. Oh no. But it's like, now, nah, like I-, I didn't have an orgasm with a guy until I was 25. Yeah. That's fucking a long time. I've, I've been sexually active for a while, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and selling myself short. So like not a good look, like I deserve to, to be, you know, seen and enjoyed and all of these things too. So now it's like, for sure, I'm going to talk about it. We're going to get real open and raw. I'm going to teach you some techniques that are going to help you get deeper into your body because the root chakra um, is the thing that like allows us to stay connected to where we are and to where we feel safe and secure. And if you do not feel safe and secure, no chance that you're going to be enjoying your sex. But then we have the sacral chakra, which is right on top. And that's like all of our sex organs. That's how we've been treated. If you have any trauma there, that has to be eradicated. I worked with this woman, um, Kristen Alexi Murray, who's Yoni Licious on Instagram. She's incredible. She does um, Yoni massages. And so it's invasive but she's so wonderful and beautiful. It really just connects you into that sacral chakra. You get to start to understand what feels right for you. And I did this a few months ago, so I was 32, and I, I had no idea what even felt good for me, which is a problem <laughs> because yeah. this is my body. How am I gonna expect an outside human to be able to come in and, and provide any sort of pleasure for me if I don't even know? So it's kind of, it's been interesting to tie those things in together and be like, oh, right. And then the breath plays such a big role in this and in connecting, you know, all of my energy together so I can have the best sex of my life. Like who doesn't want that? You know, like every, <laughs> everyone is on board with that. Right. Like think like every girl brunch, sex ends up being talked about. Always. Right. Right. And it's like, it's funny. Cause like sometimes I hear some girlfriends as total lying and I'm like, oh, you said he sucks. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, mm, interessante. So now I'm like, so here's here's my rule no faking orgasms women knock it off it's not helping anyone you're not happy either and second do some work like dive into your body yeah Yeah. like dive into it and understand like how powerful the breath can be and how much more fun you can have like we all need a little bit more fun and happiness in our lives like I think the whole like vibe of the world's a little doom and gloom especially in my land of the United States of America um so that's a whole, yeah. that's a whole situation. We, we are not going there. Um, but like we can invite in a lot more joy and like, that's just like one way to continue to connect in with yourself and figure out what feels good. And, and like, what old ideas are you carrying around from previous relationships? You know, and can, is there, is there space for healing? Like I am a sexual assault survivor a few times over and I don't carry that stuff anymore. And before I could not say that I'd done trauma therapy, I'd done talk therapy, but Things didn't move until I started to really get into it with breath work and with my friend Kristen. And I was like, oh, 
this is incredible. Like massive change is possible in a short amount of time. And I thought I was broken forever. I didn't think I was gonna be able to trust anyone ever again. But again, that's an idea I sold myself on because I wanted to play it small. So stop playing it small. <laughs> Kristen also said to me the other day, um, don't forget how big you are, right? Like we are all making our, our space in this world. We deserve to be seen and heard. Whatever we have to offer is important. And if you're talking to someone who's not in for it, stop wasting your time, move it on. Find someone who wants to hear and wants what you have to offer because it's important. You are important and your growth is vital. So like you're only getting in your own way if you're like, mm, this sounds dumb, I'm not gonna do it. Like I could have done that in my first breathwork session. I very easily could have tapped right on out and left. It's happened in my groups before. You do not offend me if you don't do this work. I have changed profoundly. I'm offering this because it is incredible. <laughs> um, so it's like, all right, I gave in. I offered myself an opportunity to change who I was. I'm not the same person who I was when I started this journey a few years ago. I'm simply not. If I was, I don't think I'd be here. No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I'd still be in that shit job in New York and in, in my sky rise, you know, like, ugh, no, now I'm, I'm happy in a small room here in Bali, living close to the sea, being able to be open and vulnerable with people on a day-to-day -day basis. It's changed everything. And, and that's what I love about Bali is that I, I find just it, virtually everyone here is so open and willing to get into a deep conversation yeah. with you in a way that I've never experienced before. Usually you have to wait until you know, you've known people for a certain length of time or really connected with them on a deep level before they'll ever even open up to you in yeah. that way and vice versa, like same for us. And here it's like, you just meet someone randomly at a cafe and you start talking about every major life event that's ever happened. And, <laughs> and they're like, me too, me too. And yeah. you're like, oh my God. It's like you make a new best friend everywhere you go. But yes. just because of that, because it opens up that connection, that, that little bit of vulnerability, and in some cases like a lot of vulnerability, especially here, it, it just opens up this, this enormous connection that you can really build upon for a really beautiful relationship and, and friendship. Like yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. And I think it's important to, I mean, we're, we're lucky that we get to live here. Yes. Right. Um, but like you can also do this wherever you are. Like yes. you can be in a small town in the middle of nowhere and you can still have these thriving conversations. Like the, the way that social media has allowed us to connect to other people is really beautiful. Like if you ever need support, you want to talk about something, slide into my DMS. I'm here for you. Like you don't need to feel alone. And you can also understand that like, if you take a chance and you try to talk to someone in a cafe like no one's talking to people in New York all right like I was a weirdo I would talk and I'm like I just can't be alone anymore um, and, and slowly over time I would, I would have these really beautiful conversations and if you ask someone about themselves they want to talk about themselves you know like, everyone does yeah if, and all you have to do is not only ask but then to listen yep because yep. a lot of us aren't listening we no. might hear you but then we're just responding we're, we're thinking about how to respond yep. as opposed to really truly taking in what you're saying yeah and all of us have been guilty of that definitely yeah. and i think that's probably my favorite thing about the work that i do is i'm not providing a solution for anyone you know so it's like make sure you're listening don't offer up your opinion or solution if they're not asking for it mm -hmm. and that's what happens in breath work like you find your own thing like none of my teachers were like okay now go do this this and this you know they were like all right how did that feel what does that mean to you and i'd never been asked those questions right i'd only ever been told okay well, X, Y, and Z happened to you, so now do this, this, and this. And I'm like, oh God, this feels like homework, you know? But like, that's the best part about breathwork is it's just all about the feeling and seeing like, okay, has that shifted? Am I open to it being shifted? Is there a willingness? Can I ask for the willingness to have this shift and maybe in the next session, you know? So it's, it's interesting because it's just an inward process. All I do is bring you home. You're coming home to yourself. That's it. 
I'm, I'm not some special guru. I'm just another gal trying to get by doing what I love. That's it. Nothing special happening here. But the connection that you end up having with yourself when you leave is the most vital thing. Yeah. And you really hold space for people in a really beautiful way. Mm, thank it's, you. It's really powerful. After the first session, I came to you and I, I'd been a little bit emotional during the session, but it wasn't until I started talking to you afterwards that then I started bawling. <laughs> That happens. that happens, but it's it's true. And and you know there has to be a certain level of comfort yeah. and connection felt there in order to allow that vulnerability to to bubble up yeah. too. And you really hold space in a really beautiful way. Thank really you, way. thank you. Oh my gosh. Okay, tell people where they can find you and connect with you. And if they're not in Bali, they can still work with you. Yeah. So how do we do this? Oh my god, there's so <laughs> many ways, guys. So like I just said, slide into my DMs. I'm on Instagram. My name is Sarah Silverstein. It's gonna be written somewhere. I will can, reference yeah, that. Yeah. Figure yep. out how to yep. spell it. There's no H <laughs> on my name. I'm special. Most basic bitch name. What's up? <laughs> um, you can also find me on my website at sarahsill.com. Um, and you can book with me directly. I do uh, virtual sessions. I do one-on-one -on -one sessions here. I do group sessions in Bali. I'll be back in the States in December, I believe. So I'll be hosting um, groups in California and New York, which will be awesome. But this, this work is palpable no matter where you are. That's the most important thing to remember. Um, like you can do it from the comfort of your own home and have the same powerful experience you had in the group. Uh, there's no one here providing me breath work. So it's, it's just me <laughs> connecting with people back in the States and, uh, so I do it on my own all of the time. I had big uh, emotional purges and shifts and everything, which is awesome. If you want to understand more about the chakras, I've got a seven part chakra series up on my website. You can do one, you can do none. I don't care. I thought it was interesting to learn about. And each one of them uh, has a full breathwork session at the end of it. So I don't know. I'm just trying to give some good out into this universe. But if you have questions, if you're like, girl, I still don't understand, you can just ask. It's okay. Like, like when you're putting all the good vibes in the universe, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, everything goes back to the connection, right? Yeah. So it's like, be, be fearless enough to ask, ask for what you want and what you need in this life. And it's been my experience that it's provided. So just give yourself a shot. Oh, so good. That will probably tie into my very last question, which is, I always ask every guest if, if you could give one piece of advice onto growing into the best possible version of themselves, what would it be? One possible bit of advice. Drop your breath. Drop the breath into the low belly. I'm going back to this. I firmly believe in it, <laughs> you know? Because it's like, if, if I've been living in fight or flight my entire life, I need some rest. Drop the breath. Trust your breath. Trust yourself. Give yourself a shot, you know? And it, it's by continuing to follow the, how the breath works within me that I found my own footing here in life. So that's my thing. Big, deep inhale right now through that nose. Let it out through the mouth. Feel centered. Feel powerful. Don't forget how big you are. Oh, such good advice. Thank you so much, Sarah. This has been amazing. Thank you. I love this. <laughs>Thank you so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. I'm so incredibly grateful that you took the time because it means the absolute world to me. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review, and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so that I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday with brand new episodes, and I am looking forward to growing with you. Bye.